Crystal, what made you want to do a podcast like this? Uh, I know the exact moment when I realized, like, oh my God, we should do a fucking podcast. I mean, first of all, everyone has a podcast, so everyone can do it, right? So, like, why not me? Why not you? Uh, but it was during the pandemic, and you were with one of your friends who I'd never met, and you called me, and you were on speakerphone with her. Yeah. Um, and you were like, oh my God, I'm with my friend, Lindsay. You got to hear this story. Tell this story, Lindsay. And she told the most, the craziest story I never fucking heard, but it was also funny, but we were like laughing, but we were like talking about, this is so fucked up. And I never met this girl before. And, and hopefully we will have her on here and she can tell this story because it's, it's pretty fucked. Um, but I'd never met this girl before, but just like the kind of that weird kinship of like women sharing those stories. I was like, this is nuts. And I'm like, we should do a podcast. Like, you know, cause I love this. One of the, my favorite things to do. I just like to talk and share stories and connect with people. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my reasoning behind this. And then you, I think are just kind of along for the ride, but also like, yeah, let's fucking do this. You've kind of like pushed me forward on it actually. I'm a pusher. I'm a, I'm a motivator. I'm a visionary. But yeah, you've really pushed this along for us. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. I think I really wanted to do something that really spoke to the idea of what a patriarchal bargain is and the way that women negotiate with the patriarchy all the time in those different systems. Um and since it was so fucking hard for us to define in like our silly ass ways, you know, Kaylee used to be a professor, by the way, right? I did. Yeah. In case you're like, whoa, that sounded very scholarly. Yeah. I think that that's like the underlying thesis of our entire project um, is really to discuss the ways that we as women negotiate and the way that we compromise our needs and our safety within organizations and systems built for men. So, yeah. And I, yeah. And I think that we are by no means experts on any of this. Uh, it's part of like why I like the idea of using the patriarchal bargain as kind of our, I don't know, cornerstone because I'm learning about it too. And there's so many different ways that you don't even realize are bargains. And also we don't hate men. Like we are feminists. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, like we do we not hate shit. Men. Okay. Like, yeah, no, I, we love I mean, the we clearly, we, no, I love my husband. I have lots of great male friends. Uh, my dad's fucking crazy, but he served his purpose, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Regardless of how many wonderful men you have in your life, there are unfortunately a lot of shitbags out there too. Ugh, but more on that another day. Back to the topic at hand. One other thing I want to talk about is I would really like to tell the story about the first time that you had an orgasm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like ever, like orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. You remember? Like, okay. I gave it to myself. Yes, I remember. I gave mine to myself too. <laughs> Great. Course. I really wanted cool. to be like, if you got it from a guy, like, I don't know if I want to hear that story as much. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would really, I'm curious. I wish that like, this was a talk show, like a morning radio talk show. And I could be like, ladies who here, if you have been given your first orgasm, 
from a man. We want to hear from you because I don't think you exist. You know, like <laughs> I just weird to me. No, I believe that they exist, but I don't know. I don't think it would have been possible if I didn't know how it worked. I so of like, that was a good sexual moment for me, you know? Yes. The shaky knees, like, oh mm-hmm. God, could never and relive that fucking moment. <laughs> it was like being let into like a club or being like let into like a secret because it's like you knew about it and it's this elusive kind of thing, but you're like, like, how good could it be? You're like, Ugh. and then that first one, you're like, this must be it. <laughs> And then you're like, yay, I did it. <laughs> it was like, so it's just like accidental accomplishment. Uh, and I've never looked back. Yeah. We should just start there. You want to start there? You want to tell me about the first time you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is why I think it's important also to know your like anatomy, you know, because I didn't even know that I fucking owned a clitoris, you know, like until I don't know, probably after middle school, middle school. I don't know. Um, middle school. I'm like, do I know now? Like <laughs> that's just yes. a little man on a boat. What the fuck are you talking I've about? I've seen it. Literally. You have one. It's there. You know, you've seen mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. You waxed my vagina. I waxed your on my kitchen table. Your, your lips. Yes. I did on your kitchen. The lips table. aren't hairy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh wait. Are. So what are the, oh, this is where we get into the labia menorah and majora yeah. and which one are the beef curtains? So are the lips, yeah. the lips are the outside, just like of the <laughs> fucking Bermuda triangle. Okay. So your, your mom's pubis is like the part where most of the hair would grow and where you could do like the landing strip, the triangle, you know, like that's what you call it, like the mom's pubis. It's that like bony fleshy part no 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 i'm talking about the whole thing that you can see like where the front of a bikini would go and like if i'm just standing there full frontal that's really the only thing someone can see was that you know what i mean the mom's pubis i believe uh and then yeah you've got in between the legs is where it's like the lips that are either going to hold everything in or not just depending if you got a clamshell or if you don't you know yeah i'm i'm like a like the mm, stick my tongue out. That's what it looks like. Didn't some, didn't a guy tell you that? The dude I married <laughs> when I like, you know, went to Italy and married this random dude. And like, I was very young. <laughs> um, but he was like, why does your vagina look like that? <laughs> what like, is, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? What? Don't say that. But like, that's made me make a lot of jokes about my vagina or at my vagina's expense. But I still like, I'll write a dick. I'm not ashamed of what I got. I'm, I no, like my vagina. All that showed is that he just hadn't seen very many at that point. Yeah. Because they all are normal. You know, some people just have more of those inner beef curtains and less of the outer bread you know, like some people have more meat on their sandwich and some people have more bread. Some people have an even mix of bread to meat ratio and that is okay. Okay. So then now just to like summarize the takeaway that we promised our listeners that we would tell them which ones are the beef curtains. <laughs> the, 
menorah or the majora? I mean, I think it's whatever you, beef curtains aren't a technical term. So I really feel like whatever you as a woman want to refer to as beef curtains, go for it. Or if you're like, that is fucking disgusting. I'm never (laughs) referring to my lady bits as beef curtains. I'm a fucking vegetarian. How fucking dare you? That's cool too. The thing is, it is they are your lady bits. Call them whatever the fuck you want or don't call them. Call them maybe. I don't know. Just <laughs> you do you, boo. That makes me think of how in the first episode I said the word pussy a lot. And I was like, wow, look at me really going for it and being bold. <laughs> and like, do you remember how much I used to hate the word pussy? Because mm-hmm. I, I used to like, hate the word tits. Well, oh, that's interesting. I hate the word pussy because when you like, I just imagine like a slobbery, wet ass vagina being like <laughs> pussy and like spitting <laughs> fucking vag juice all over you as it says it, you know, like, and then takes a drag. It's like, <laughs> pussy. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm trying to be a little more progressive, a little bit more like, yeah. Embrace your slobbery vag. Yeah. She can take a drag and fucking say her own name. Right. (laughs) Ooh, I thought of another reason how I wanted to talk about our first times and how I had said last time, like, oh, I feel like it's like really defined who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how lately I've been like, I don't really want to go out dating, you know, but I also like want some dick that I get regularly. And so I've like been like forward about it with this one individual. Dude, number one. We're not going to call him number one. He gets no, yeah, right. I meant like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I haven't thought of an alias for him. I know we need oh an gosh. alias for him. Also, fuck that guy. Ah, if he would just let me, come on. No, no, because you know what? When you said something earlier, I fucking loved what you said earlier about how you were like, after you sent those forward text messages, basically being like, I want to suck your fingers before you put them in me. And then like, he hasn't done anything about it. He hasn't really done. He was like, yeah, okay, that's awesome. I'm so hard, you know? But then it's like, you have yet to suck his fingers and they have yet to be put inside of you. So... Maybe he's not the one because I like how you were like, I just want to be myself and like, yes, <laughs> just be authentically you. And like, I just want to be myself and have them like respond to that. And that is fucking perfect. I well, and I feel safer. I yeah. feel safer when I get to lead the charge and I don't want to play the cat and mouse game no. or like there was an age range that that was fun as fuck it was acceptable Mm -hmm. it was fucking the bee's knees but now i'm just like i have a fucking daughter that i am like raising you know half the time she's with me half the time she's with her dad and like i can get fucked on every other wednesday and thursday so if we could just (laughs) pencil this in sir like you could go back to your like fucking cool artsy ski resort life but I think I want to talk a little bit about how me losing my virginity was super empowering and it was very 
not a thing at all. It was very, I wouldn't say it impacted me negatively at all. It, it wasn't uh, super exciting and thrilling by any means, like the sex itself, but it was just the functionality of my vagina was so much better after I had sex because, you know, for a week out of every month, I was like a slave to my period, like wearing pads. Like if it's in summertime and you have to go boating or swimming, oh. you're kind of fucked, you know? Wow. So the fact that I couldn't wear tampons was a huge deal. And I get that tampons, like they still kind of suck. They're not great for your vagina pH. Like I get that. And I still think that like women's menstrual products have, they've come a long way and there are better options, but I still think we can do better. Um, I do not have any ideas though, <laughs> but yeah, that like, that changed my fucking life. It made everything so much easier. And then I pretty much made it my mission. Every time I found out that one of my friends had never worn a tampon, I was like, Oh, we're doing this. It's the same excitement I get when someone's like, I've never had sushi. I don't think I'll like it. I'm like, Oh, oh we're going to have sushi and you're going to fucking love it. And yeah, it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be right there with you the whole time. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to tell you what to order. I'm going to tell you what to get. And I'm going to, and it's going to be great. And we're going to celebrate at the end together. And I did that to two different people. I had a roommate in college and she'd never worn a tampon. And I was like, what? I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this. So we went, we went into, I think I started out with one of the, the regulars, just the yellow regulars. We went into the the dorm room bathroom. And I was like on the other side of the stall. And beforehand we'd had this whole like tutorial and like, I think you push it out. I think I wasted a couple tampons just showing her and why. Wow. Yeah. And like the whole, here was, this is where I failed so long. We talked about this a little bit last time, but the, you got it. It's the back and swoop, the straight in and then up. I was just trying to like shove it straight up. I don't know. I was probably trying to put it and my fucking pisser hole. I have no idea. <laughs> your just, like, I don't know. Also why it's important to know your anatomy. Uh, so I told her all this. And so she's in there and she's doing it. And I'm just like standing out there, like, like some proud, like dorm mom. And I just hear her go. Yeah, I got it. And I was like, yay. <laughs> you did it. So I hope that she's still wearing tampons. And I hope that like, she remembers the time that Crystal taught her how to wear a tampon. And then I did it with another girl at another job. It was pretty much the same, same scenario. Me being like, okay, we could do this. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what did you want to talk about again? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it about how, like, I, so yeah. Oh, how, how like having... how you're having sex, like opened up yeah. the possibility of the world of tampons to you. Yes. Yeah. It would change my life. Yeah. Uh, and I knew, I knew that I was no longer dying of cancer of this, this massive vagina cancer. I knew that it wasn't going to spread, you know, to my tits and everywhere else. Like, whew. yeah. So that was really liberating. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was so mine was interesting. Cause I, I thought, you know, like the experience was very disempowering. And then I was like, very much shamed for the experience and like what had happened and then. And I'm, I'm laughing cause it's just how I fucking deal. Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, we got to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how I like 
I think it was a few weeks later, I tried to take it into my own hands that I was like, I'm going to have sex again with somebody mm-hmm. else, but I'm going to like take the power back, take my power back. And so we went to have sex in the back seat of a truck because again, like real classy shit going down here. <laughs> right. And, oh God, small town in Texas. Just, <laughs> oh God. So we're like, we'd gone to a rodeo. Oh, it and, keeps getting better and more I know. Texan. I know. Did you both have your, your shotguns also? Yeah. Did you eat barbecue before? Oh yeah. I was like rub the, uh, rubbing it all over my nipples. <laughs> He actually licked Worcestershire sauce off my tits. Uh, that would make this story more sexy. So yeah. that did not happen. But we were in the back of the truck and like there was no foreplay whatsoever. And it was like literally a verbal agreement that like, we're going to have sex. <laughs> okay. And so then he goes to put it in. Well, he goes, he puts a condom on and then he goes to put it in. Thank you, sir. Yes. And he fucking puts it between my butt cheeks in the seat of the the car or the truck. And he starts going to town, fucking the shit out of my butt crack. And like dog sex 2.0. Yes. I was like, and I was like, came to this moment in my life right then that I will never forget where I was like, yeah, I don't want to fuck this guy. So I just let him fucking basically burn it out in the condom, <laughs> splooged in the condom. And then he fucking, he was like, thanks. That was really great. And I was like, you know what I mean? It was like, I was like a whore right off the bat just by my sheer will to be like, I'm going to reclaim my sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, it was, it it's been empowering in like the great scheme of things because it puts me on in this realm of being able to say some crazy ass shit and like, what you're going to shame me for shit. Like I've been shamed since before I knew what the fuck being shamed was for it. You know, like my sexual experience has been a walk and being a dirty little whore. (laughs) You got got your scarlet letter early. I got it so early. And now I'm a single mom. Oh man. So I'm like, Oh, I like it. I like it though. I've come around to who I am. I really have. You should. Yeah. You're just, you are you. And I get to live vicariously through you sometimes. So that's fun. Um, yeah, yeah. but you know, I have, it's really common actually for people, especially like young, young people who lose their virginity through a sexual assault or they, you know, any sort of sexual assault or molestation, it's really common for them to be promiscuous for lack of a better word. Like that's what they say, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that I'd never thought about it in that way before the way that you said it, you know, you like, you were trying to take back your sexuality, yeah. you know, and you don't know what, no one knows what they're doing when they're 14, when they're trying to have, you know, have their own sexuality, but like to try to then reclaim it. Yeah. Mm, no wonder you ended up having weird <laughs> butt cheek sex. I yeah, I was like, I was like, I feel like this is a sign from God that this shouldn't happen. <laughs> that time, uh, that's actually also when I gave up religion. So I had been baptized because in Texas, you like go to youth group and like they dunk you in the river. 
But not in the river. They <laughs> dunked me in the hot tub behind the altar. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's an actual large body of water. See, Catholics, we just do the little hold your head under a bowl and they just like dribble your head with water. I'm not Catholic anymore. P.S. Um, ah. Yeah. The Baptists, they, they dunk you in the hot tub behind the altar. <laughs> and they, God. And what? they spell your name wrong on your Bible. And <laughs> then when you better lose way your to virginity. Yeah, when you lose your virginity weeks later, you're like, fuck your God. He didn't fucking do shit for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where was he then? Uh, so, yeah, I really took me became longer. a woman at 14. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Let's get back to talking about our uh, first masturbation slash orgasm stories. What you were telling me about the bear. It's really interesting that you had an animal a stuffed animal that you fornicated with so aggressively because I too had a stuffed animal. Mine was a raggedy and doll. I remember you saying that. Yes. I remember <laughs> Mr. Bear too. And I was like, I used to fuck the shit out of raggedy kids. I would like, she had like these big mitt arms and I would like <gasps> fucking grind up on Ooh. them. So was she one of those like larger raggedy hand dolls oh yeah yeah oh and like i would like make out with her like there was like <gasps> spit on her mouth and my mom would be like why did you kiss her so much <laughs> and like she was just like always nasty from like all of my bodily fluids <laughs> <laughs> i didn't make out with mr bear um the fact that his name is mr bear <laughs> he was always such a gentleman too <laughs> But it's uh, right where you wanted it. Because <laughs> that was the only like hard part on him. Everything else was soft and stuffed and fluffy. But his nose was just this hard piece of plastic. And it was this perfect, came to like perfect little hump, you know? And so, yeah, I would just set him on a pillow and I fucked his nose off so many times. It just, my mom, <laughs> bless her, I guess, <laughs> sew him back up. And then, yeah, I had to sew him up a bajillion times as an adult until Mark finally was like, Crystal, you got to get rid of him. Come on. And I was like, oh, but I, I love him. <laughs> and he's like, Crystal, you fucked him to death. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but also, so I did. I threw him away. <laughs> how did like, what excuse did you come up with when your mom would be sewing the bear back together? You know, because like my mom would be like, Kaylee, what's <laughs> doing up there in your top bunk? And I'd be like, get out of here, mom. We're having some alone time. <laughs> um, well, it, I don't think she actually had to sew his nose up that many times, like that it was probably obvious. And it was like later on. So I was like older like 16 or whatever when you were aggressively fucking it i guess yeah um i didn't mr I know, I didn't bear oh mr bear <laughs> plus she would not have wanted to she's like a don't ask don't tell type of person like she would not have even even if she had her suspicions it would not have been brought up she's as liberal as bill clinton <laughs> not quite at all that liberal actually <laughs> Okay, do you hear like the kind of the staticky kind of do you hear anything on your end? Like a okay. It's difficult to say. I can stop the recording though and end the call and then watch the video and see what it sounds like. 
Cause that's what I had to do to know, to turn the gain all the way down because I was mm-hmm. getting like this, like audio backlash too. Yeah. So I'm going to turn my gain up and you tell me if you hear any, like, Oh wait, wrong one. Oh yeah. It's like, Oh, that's so, Oh, that's my mic volume. So it's your this. thumb. No, it's not my thumb. It's my penis. Treat me like a dirty whore. You have some good thumb stories. With like, <laughs> yeah, but also like, <laughs> oh yeah, gotta not say names. <laughs> I mean, we could always beep them out. There is that. So if if we get some gold and we accidentally say someone's name, then yeah, yeah, um, like a slut. <laughs> was that what it was? Fuck me like a slut. Treat yeah. me, treat me like a dirty whore. Fuck me like a slut. Fuck me. I like... will never forget that. I've told so many other people that story. I'm sorry. I hope that's okay. They don't know I mean, who you are. I don't like point I, it out. It's kind of like everything's funny eventually. Right. Or, or in some cases, <laughs> it starts out funny until you realize, no, that was actually really fucked up. And I've been telling that story as a joke this whole time, but really, that was fucked up. Like the time I got fisted by that hockey player that had a missing tooth. That was fucked up. <laughs> was it a missing front tooth? Yes. He literally <laughs> went as fucking <laughs> Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber for Halloween. And he didn't have to do anything. He just bought the suit. And it was Brilliant. fucking. Ugh. Ugh. I was thinking about that, about like what other things like. Since we talked about, you know, what we talked about last time, I was thinking about I wanted to out two more fucking sexual assault <laughs> people. Yes. And I was like, I got two more fucking stories. I yeah, got I've two got more couple. motherfuckers. But they're I've got like friends that have couples. That's just what we'll do. We'll just it'll we'll become like sorry, I interrupted you. I got very excited about this idea. You know how Maury Povich started out very much like, I'm going to do all these different shows and I'll have like the drag queen beauty shows and like cute toddlers. And then eventually he's like, nope, everyone just wants to see like, you are not the father. Like we'll just be like the sexual predator outers. Yeah. Yeah.